This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With 10 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Financially Tuned Radio. I'm your host, Mike Mansfield. I'm a certified financial planner with the Lind Group, located right here in the middle of Ventura. Hey, we got a good show this week. We're going to be talking about some some interesting stuff. We're going to be talking about how your mind works. We're going to be talking about behavioral finance. But hey, can't have a good conversation with just myself, so I certainly have my uh, good friend, my co-host here, Tony Shore. Tony, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? Well, first of all, Michael, I think you could have a quite a good conversation with yourself and maybe you even have um uh i don't i don't doubt you have the ability to have a very good conversation or even do a good radio show without me but it's always nice to have somebody to bounce something off of absolutely uh, i'm here if you need me you know that i love doing the show with you each week i've been great in fact the last week i got to spend a lot of time with my family and especially uh, it's good to hang out with my son right now because he's 18 going off to college and trying to get as much time in with him as possible. Yeah. It's our first kid going to college and it's, you know, that's, it's hard in a way. It's good in a way. It's, it's tough in a way, but other than that, I've been great. Uh, how about you? How have you been? Are things busy there? Hey, things are always busy, but you know what? It's the beautiful summer in Ventura here. Life is good. We just made it through the 4th of July recently. You know, we had the yep. push and pull parade downtown. We got a little sunburnt. We went to Ojai. We saw fireworks at Ventura college you know, we, we like the traditions here. They're always fun. And we, we have such a family routine going on. We, um, I, my wife will probably yell at me for doing this over the radio right now, but we just found out that we're having our fourth little girl. Um, oh, so, congratulations. Well, wow, thank you. That's awesome. But you know, hey, I, I didn't know that. You the, sprung it on me on the radio too. Somehow we're the girl puppy mill. You know, she, she enticed me with the fourth <laughs> by saying, Hey, you know, you could have a boy. I thought, okay, maybe. And yeah, here we are. So <laughs> So four girls. You're gonna have four girls. I will girls have four in the beautiful little girls to take care of. So So you live in a house you'll be living in a house with five women. well no, we do have a boy cat. Rex is a boy, so Oh well the cat you and the cat yeah probably you're yeah. gonna need to find some guy time, you know? <laughs> uh you're gonna <laughs> Wow. I don't know. I live in a house with three women, uh, my wife and two daughters, but I have a son, so that that helps a little right, bit. Balance right there. of powers, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And our dogs, uh, we have a boy dog and a boy cat, so so we we kind of stick together. But uh, no, I love my girls, I really do. And um, well, that's exciting though. Congratulations! Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, we're excited. That's big it's news. Still a little early, but um, we we just found sure. out the other day the the gender, so that was pretty exciting. Oh, that is exciting! Wow. So are you going to have to buy a bigger place or do you have room? Oh, you know, there's always room, you know, we'll make way. I, <laughs> I've been, my, my, my two older daughters who are eight and five, you know, we're, we like to have fun and goof around and stuff. And we've been looking at bunk beds lately and my wife is absolutely against the whole bunk bed idea. 
Um, but oh. I'll tell you what, my my girls they they think it's the the coolest thing on earth. So we'll we'll keep we'll keep pressing mom. Well, it depends. Yeah, you got to make sure they're safe, you know, and have a good solid ladder going up and Absolutely. not too steep, and have the side racks all the way around and then it's fine my kids uh my two girls had bunk beds now they have separate rooms because one's 14 and one's 12 but sure. uh and they just decided that we had a room so the 14 one year old wanted her own room but for years they were in the same room and they love their bunk beds i had one growing you, up it was a good time yeah. you know and i you know obviously we want them to be safe but sure i want them to have fun too who doesn't like a bunk right. bed? So. Oh, bunk beds are awesome. Well, um, <laughs> getting into the, I, here's the deal on today's show. Uh, the title you came up with and hit me with is why we need to understand behavioral, fine, behavioral, let's get that right, finance. And <laughs> so first of all, what do you mean when you say behavioral finance? Well, look, let me kind of take a step back here. So right now I am I'm in a behavioral finance research class at California Lutheran University. And so this is a research program for for graduates to really focus on getting into some deep stuff of helping and understanding clients deal with some of their own biases and challenges when it comes to understanding retirement, understanding investing. So First and foremost, we all develop shortcuts. They call them heuristics. And the idea is, is when we don't fully understand or engage a situation, we have little tools inside of our brains that try to give us the, the right answer, the right thought, the right trajectory, the right opinion. And to be fair, you know, oftentimes you can call those probably cognitive biases where, you know, you see something, you think something, you see something, you think something, and that's how we develop. Well, the problem is, and what research has shown and what I've been working on, is that in general, when you look at my industry, my industry is very complex. It's very complicated. There's so many different types of investments and so many different things that need to be dealt with and social securities and pensions and alphas and betas and statistics and all these crazy things that most people lack a general depth of understanding. In fact, if anybody wants to go qualify that thought, go to the um, nationalfinancialcouncil.org website. They do surveys regularly of every age group in the country, and they survey thousands of people. And it's actually wow. incredible information because what it proves is, on average, everybody is very financially illiterate that there really is a lack of deep understanding of financial matters. Yeah. Because let's be fair, this stuff's complicated. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. You didn't study it. You didn't go to college for nope. it. You didn't spend years analyzing it. So I knew you, nothing about it. You know nothing about it in, in a great degree. And the problem is, is nobody wants to feel stupid. We all want to feel like we understand something. We all want to feel like we're listening and, and comprehending some complicated financial conversation. So that's tough. So we develop these heuristic shortcuts of how we quantify information when we're meeting with this Mr. Financial Planner kind of guy and hearing stuff. And so one of the most common things that I think we're all subjected to, Tony, is media, don't we? Turn on the news, oh, open it, the newspaper, uh, you know, yep. get on the computer, read your oh, emails. Yeah. We are constantly subjected and bombarded with opinion pieces, we'll say. You know, I'm sorry, uh, I didn't hear. I didn't hear what you said there. I was checking my Facebook. 
kidding. <laughs> Just tying into what you're saying. No, it's true. How many of you that are listening can close your eyes and think about the newspaper in the last couple of years and picture the words, I hate annuities in big, bold print? I won't say who advertises that, but that's a very common thing. I hate annuities. Yep. Um, and when you read the article inside the newspaper, it says, oh, my gosh, the small print here is a we're trying to educate people on high commission investments, how they're abusive to customers, period. So what just mm. happened here? Was this a was this a was this advertising and marketing or was this some type of helpful public service announcement trying to let you better understand the risks out there? Well, no, it was it was probably bought and paid for by a broker <laughs> who wants to put all your money in the market. Exactly. Tell you're good. You're catching up. I like it. But that's the idea is we see things and as consumers, because we lack this this depth of financial literacy, we we look at stuff like that and we try to basically we associate a bias with it. So when we say, oh, wait a second, I'm supposed to hate annuities. They have high commissions. But you know what? I bet if I gave most people a 10 question quiz on annuities, you probably don't understand much about them. And so when you associate and focus on the compensation model of an investment, whether that's a fee-based stock market investment, whether that's a commission-based insurance product, when you focus on the compensation model as the rationale for why you're going to evaluate an investment proposal, don't you think that's a little scary? Does that really make any sense? Granted, it's a part of it, but the problem is, is why is that type of investment even being recommended to me? What was the set of information that I presented to a financial professional in order to even give me this recommendation? Because the problem is not the investment. The problem is not the compensation model. The problem is, is what is the solution that you need in your life to fix your problems? And two, can you trust where the advice is coming from? Are you talking to a financial professional that is giving you sound advice based on, on a correct set of data that they have? That's the real question. When you get into it, though, the, the problem is a little deep. And what I mean is Department of Labor is mandating right now that everybody essentially become a fiduciary. Everybody has to, quote unquote, act in your best interest. And so as a part of my research, I've been looking into, well, wait a second. Just because the government is going to demand that every financial planner acts in your best interest do they really can they really for example yeah. just because an insurance agent is a, now a fiduciary if they can only sell insurance products are they acting in your best interest no probably not because they can only sell you one type of investment vehicle conversely if you work with a a fee-based broker that doesn't deal with insurance products and doesn't deal with other things just because they're quote unquote a fiduciary are they always acting in your best interest that's Debatable, right? Because yeah, the, the fundamental problem not, is, is even to attempt to help you as a consumer and act in your best interest, they at least have to have access to every option available. Otherwise, there's always going to be a bias. There's always going to be something that skews their opinion on what's best for you. And if they can't offer you fees and commissions, then then there's a fundamental issue there. And you know, and I and I would challenge that everybody be very skeptical of the fiduciary rules at this point because of that bias. And it's always been there. It's always existed. It's just that now the government is demanding this, this best interest contract. 
Well, yeah, and every person's situation is different, and that's why you look at it that way. And a lot of people might be out there, and they might be into something like an annuity that isn't the best thing for them, and they should get a second opinion on that, and you can do that too, right? Absolutely. That's a, that's a big part of it. See, look, oftentimes those heuristic shortcuts that I was talking about lead to biases for consumers, um, but all of this actually, I feel, begins for a lot of people when you deal with a financial professional in the infancy of their career. And what I mean is, look, wherever your financial professional got their training, got their licensing, got their mentorship, that shaped the way that they offer and give investment advice of what is appropriate and what is effective. Now, I was kind of lucky because in the infancy of where I started many years ago, the mentor that I had, he was a certified financial planner. He was duly licensed. He sold insurance products with commissions. He sold fee-based products for fees. He did everything and he helped me to understand the basic level of you need to have choices for people if not everybody is going to fit the one option that you have. And that's an important component. The other thing too, come on people, you gotta find qualified people. Just because someone has a license these days doesn't mean anything. Many years ago, I've joked about this before, I went and got a real estate license. I had to study for the quiz, I had to take the course, I went and passed the test, I had my little realtor certification. Don't ask me how to write an offer. Don't ask me how to do an open house. Just because I had a license in no way meant I was a realtor. Same thing happens here. Um, you know, I believe, you know, these, these biases that, that exist uh, often, it has to do with this low barrier licensing requirement to even be a financial professional. See the receipt of a license, whether it was an insurance license or a securities license often leads to overconfidence with a financial professional. They, and that's to be fair, is very misplaced just because you have a license doesn't mean you, you know, should be doing anything with it necessarily. I'm a huge advocate of education. You know, to become a certified financial planner, I had to go to the next step above and beyond my basic licensing. I had to go through a two-year program and study, 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 and take a two-day-long bar-style exam and pass it in order to be a CFP. And then I said, my gosh, Tony, just because I'm a CFP, buddy, that's not good enough. I need more education. I need to make sure that the information I'm conveying to people is appropriate. It is effective and it hasn't changed in the last few years. So I went back to school, just got my MBA in individual financial planning. You're not going to find a lot of financial professionals that have that much education supporting their now work experience, their street smarts. And what I do is I try to use information to support the case study of everybody I meet with's life. And that is very important. You have to find people that are properly licensed. They can offer you choices. They can look at your situation. They have some type of basic educational background that can help you. You need these things. I, yeah, I'm rambling yeah. now. Jeez, you got no. me rambling. <laughs> rambling. I'm the rambling man. No, you're not. I, I think it's really important and you're making a great point, but we need to take a break here, Michael. And before we do, though, let the listeners know how they can get a hold of you. And I know you usually have a special offer for them. Yeah, absolutely. So as we started last month talking about, I'm finishing my second book, How Your Financial Planner Failed You, which is a guide on retirement income planning essentials. We have started a list of, we started with 100 people. 
um, and said, hey, if you call in and get on the list for August, we'll send you out a free book. And to be fair, the 100 list filled up pretty quickly. And so we've decided to extend that to 150 people. So we're going to do this for another week or two. And so if you call in, get on the list, give us your information. We'll send you a free copy of, of my new book when it's available in August. That's how your financial planner has failed you. And otherwise, give our office a call, 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. And don't hesitate to visit our website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. And we'll be right back after this. Do you ever wish you had an owner's manual to help you address and plan for retirement? Well, now you do. The Wealth Puzzle, a fiduciary guides to proper retirement planning by Michael J. Mansfield from The Lynn Group. If you're like most of our clients, having access to a retirement roadmap could help ease the financial concerns and better prepare you for retirement. That is exactly why Michael decided to author his very own book. The Wealth Puzzle, a fiduciary's guide to proper retirement planning, will help give you the foundation you need for a successful retirement. Simply call 805-500-7035 or visit thelindgroup.com to receive your copy today. And welcome back to Financially Tuned with our host, Michael Mansfield of The Lind Group and myself, your co-host, Tony Shornow. Michael, great show so far, but we're talking about behavioral finance and that's somewhat different, uh, a different angle to look at things, why we feel certain ways about our finances and about what to do with them. And that's why some people struggle, I would imagine, with financial planning. They have preconceived notions. Uh, they have only listened to maybe their parents or their neighbors or a coworker. And what they do and don't uh, choose to digest or accept um, really makes a difference. So a lot of it comes from a person's uh, standpoint where they're at mentally, right? No, oh, absolutely, Tony. And thanks for that. Thanks for those comments. But it's it's so true that to be fair, we are all suckers. We are all suckers of the media. <laughs> There's one We're born all every suckers minute. Of the noise. <laughs> yep. It really is true. We see things, we hear things, and we attach them to our opinion when we have really no in-depth understanding of something. This is absolutely highlighted in behavioral finance. That's why we're talking about it. You know, as we were talking, Tony, one of the things that actually I, I thought about just a second ago was I listen to a lot of financial radio shows. I like to pop into them on the weekends and listen to other oh, yeah. stuff. You know, what's Rick Edelman talking about and yeah, you know, all those too. all those different things. And you know what? As I think about it, in all the years of doing this stuff and listening to those shows and things, I have never heard anybody talk about behavioral finance. Everybody loves to talk about their product and their opinion and their stuff, but all they're doing is they're doing exactly what we're talking about with behavioral finance. They're popping in their little seeds, they're planting little seeds in your brain so that you have these biases, these attitudes, these thoughts, because let's be fair, going back to what I said earlier, there is a massive amount of financial illiteracy in this world. People do not have a very strong in-depth understanding of financial products, financial services, retirement income planning, whatever that topic is. And to be fair, it's not expected that people should. If your career was a plumber, you studied plumbing. You know everything there is about plumbing. I don't. So if you come over and tell me about plumbing, I'm probably going to listen to you. Same deal if you're an electrician or a teacher or anything else. I just happen to be a student 
of financial planning, of retirement income planning, of investment products. And so as a steward of that information, I'm very conscious about the way that we convey and give information. Because look, we're all guilty of these bias framing methods that financial planners use to shape our ability to assess investments. The most fundamental one being compensation. The fee-based guys are saying the commission-based guys are bad. The commission-based guys are saying the fee-based guys are bad. I was just listening to the radio last week, and the commission-based guy said, oh, my gosh, you're going to let Mr. Stockbroker reach into your grandma's purse and, and take your money out and explaining that's how a fee is. Um, you know, so there, there's no right or wrong answer. The problem is, is everybody is biased to their opinion based on what they're offering you, and you as a consumer, as you absorb this information... You say, wow, this must be validated because this person said that. And since I have no great depth of information on this product anyways, that makes sense. So these shortcuts that you create, they're called heuristics. I mentioned that earlier. They're designed to make your decision-making process easier. But in the world of finance, heuristic shortcuts, they actually lead for most people to poor investment decisions and they're not overly helpful. You know, people don't benefit in the financial planning world from any type of reinforcement learning. They learn asymmetry from good and bad news. Um, when you really focus on compensation structure at advisors, these biases, you know, once again, we feel like, oh my gosh, a commission's bad, a fee is good or vice versa based on the, the noise of the day. But you know, if I go back to what we were talking about earlier, Tony, I had said, oh my gosh, close your eyes, everybody. Think about that ad in the newspaper. I hate annuities. Ah, you know, we've all seen it. And then it says high commission paying investments are bad. If any of you did any 10 seconds of research, you would find out that, that the outfit that is advertising that as a consumer awareness, watch out for these terrible investments, they're fee-based advisors. Oh, wait a second. The fee-based advisor is bashing the commission-based advisor? How on earth <laughs> surprise, does that make surprise. any sense? What? <laughs> oh, this is crazy. You know, the irony in all of that is if you then did any more research, your next 10 seconds of research, you would find that historically that fee-based advisor has actually owned a lot of the insurance annuity companies as stock, which, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. He hates annuities. He hates these companies. Why would, why would they be invested in them behind the scenes? Oh, crazy. Anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but that's the problem is. So what's is, the solution? The solution is we need to be objective. We need to realize that we all have bias, that we all have opinion, that we all have bad attitudes. We need to realize that when we get towards our retirement, distribution phase retirement income planning is different than accumulation phase. The tools and the thoughts you had in your 30s and 40s and 50s are going to be different than the tools you need in retirement in your 60s, 70s and 80s. You number one, you need to make you need to realize that. The rules are going to be different. The way you use the stock market's going to be different. The way yeah. you use insurance products going to be different. That's that's step 1 is you have to realize that things are different than what you've come to learn, what you understand. Step two is you have to make decisions based on information, not emotions, you know, mm. and that's a tough pickle yeah. because let's be fair. That means you have to learn something. You have to study uh -oh. something. You have to think about something. And oftentimes uh -oh. we don't want to do that. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, we put it off. Uh, guilty as charged. Well, but yeah, you, you've you need- heard the statistic, Tony. We've talked about it before. Uh, what do they say? Um, you you spend more time every year planning a vacation than you do your retirement. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> you know, so nobody wants to really spend the time understanding what type of investment might be appropriate to them. But once again, that's why you need to find a financial professional that you can trust, that you feel is being fair to you fair to your situation, fair to your emotions, and picking things that objectively make sense. Yep. That Good. is huge. And and Good. I would encourage our listeners to do that. And they can do it by calling you, right? Ooh, that's a good one, Donnie. I, I appreciate that. That is totally right. So going back to reinforce all of this stuff, we deal with what we think is appropriate. We help people if they need fee-based investing. We help people with commission-based investing. We look at all of the different facets of what somebody needs. But remember, this conversation about picking investments is also, you know, three, four, five rungs down from what's important. Step one, as we talk about every week, is focusing on creating a proper retirement income plan. If you don't have a plan, you don't need to be wasting your time picking investments. Transamerica Research Institute big outfit. I'm sure everyone's heard of them. They just released a study. Study said that less than 14% of retirees have a written retirement plan. Well, wait a second. What does that mean, Tony? Terrible. You know what that means? It means a lot of us are in trouble, right? No, it means everybody has a financial planner, but their financial planners don't actually plan anything. Yikes. They actually just sell them products and tell them to have a nice day. See you around. I'll call you for your, your annual review. That's the problem. You need to create a plan. Statistically, nobody even has a plan out there. I mean, it it still scares me and surprises me. I, I, I did a, the other day I was thinking about it. We always do Morningstar analysis on people's existing investments. In 12 years of running those things, I've only had one person ever say, oh, I've seen one of these before. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? This is This is pretty mainstream data information that you can do for people. Why wouldn't every financial professional be doing this to give objective advice on your investments? Oh, it's because they're not worried about that, right? What's the focus? How do you give me your money and how do yep. I sell you something? Woohoo! <laughs> well, and here's the bottom line. Uh, listeners need to call you and sit down and talk to you, and you're going to help do what's in their best interest, not a cookie-cutter approach. But we're out of time for today's show, Michael. Ah. It just flew by. I know you have a lot more to talk about. We'll have to hit it in our next show. Why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you, Michael? Yeah, absolutely, Tony. Uh, I appreciate that. So obviously, give our office a call, 805-500-7035. You can set up a complimentary consultation with me. Those complimentary consultations, I always kind of go through the initial stuff. We talk about Social Security. We talk about your expenses. We start organizing some assets and things of that nature. We do it at no cost as a benefit to you. Also, I said for all of our listeners, we've extended the list from 100 people to 150 because it filled up quick. But if you would like a copy, a free copy of my new book coming out in August, How Your Financial Planner Failed You, which is a retirement income planning guide, then give us a call, 805-500-7035. And certainly visit our website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. And we'll be back the same time, same place next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. 
Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Michael Mansfield and the Lind Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 